Welcome to Arcade Attack. A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. listeners to another arcade attack podcast thanks for coming back after recent weeks anyway here we are my name is dylan i'm here with keith hello and rob Whoop. powering on <laughs> <laughs> and adrianio rise from your grave wrong game dude, i like it wrong okay. game but nice reference yeah. anyway yeah so this week i thought it might be good to start a new series of podcasts Ooh. Because there's some certain games that exciting. I, there's some there's some kind of games I kind of like out there, but not Me many too. people really like. Okay. Looking at you, Keith. Wait. Okay. <laughs> um. So this is the first in the was it really that bad series? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Interesting. So that's good. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about a game which certainly divides opinion. Um, it's Rise of the Robots. Oh, uh-huh. he said it. <laughs> Does it really divide yeah. opinion these days? It divides opinion because you've got everyone, and then you've got me. Okay, and that's true. That counts. That and is possibly divided. Adrian. Yeah, you've got possibly me and Adrian versus the world. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, let let's get into this thing. Let's do it. So, released in Christmas, well, winter, nineteen ninety four. So, uh, I quickly do maths there. Uh, 24 years old. <laughs> 24 years old this year. Can you name some celebrities or public figures who are the same age as Rise of the Robots? Uh, Bieber? <laughs> is he <laughs> probably old, he's older, older, isn't he now? Yeah. Maybe he's just been around for a long time. So oh, it feels, like, feels like it, yeah. <clears throat> I have he's no idea. Ma- I'm so out of touch with young celebs. getting married at time of recording. And uh, I don't think anyone's going to... Uh, even you, Dylan, likes Rise of the Robots enough to marry Rise of the Robots. <laughs> Would I marry Rise of the Robots? <laughs> Which robot are we talking? The main the, on the box? No, the game. The game itself. Oh, okay. Actually, a, a physical copy, copy of the game, yeah. Would I marry a physical copy of the game? Well, it depends what that physical copy of the game would bring to the marriage, I suppose. You know, it, what about the conceptual game rather than a physical no, but copy? Are you talking about the original Amiga copy of this or the special A1200 copy? That does matter, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, is it the is that the difference version? between saying yes or no to yeah. the copy of Rise of the Robots? <laughs> it can't it's, just be the 16-bit version. No, it's, <laughs> it's like comparing two... No, I was going to say something... Uh, yeah. Maybe not then, Rob. We don't want any trouble. Yeah, we don't want. We want no trouble here no today. Trouble. It's like uh, comparing a weasel and some other rodent that is like a weasel. Oh, a stoat. Please, a less vicious stoat. weasel. 
Rob, I haven't even started. And like, come on. You're stoking the fire early. What are we talking about again? <laughs> We're barely a couple of minutes in. Anyway, yes. re- let's reset. Let's reset. So, released by, released by Mirage. Well-known company, yep. sort of. Um, designed by Sean Griffiths. Yeah. Formerly of the Bitmap Brothers. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, he's got a good pedigree. Um, I don't know if... Adrian remembers the game Magic Pockets. I'm a, actually yes, and I, I'm I'm actually a fan of that game. It doesn't. Did always, I steal that off you back in the day? Maybe yeah, I did. And it doesn't. It, it's often regarded as not one of Bitmap Brothers' best games, but I I actually like the platform. I I like it's it. polished. Yep. And we might actually do a podcast on it one day. What do you reckon? I like Dylan? how the different weapons and things. Yeah, we should. Have I like how you can play bu- blow up bubble gum and use the bubble gum. Yeah, I think Sean would. I think Sean would like. Me and Robert just looking at each other and shrugging. It's just like magic pockets, Amiga yeah. boys, Amiga boys. With Amiga here. boys over here. Yeah. And let me guess, there's a kid who has magic pockets, and he can. Yeah, before I went through my Zool phase, I did go a bit through a magic, a magic pocket, pocket phase. Magic I did. Pockets. So Adrian was like, "Ooh, I appear to be in a wet area. I need to pull out my pocket, rubber dinghy." <laughs> Things like that. Yeah, oh right, okay. Ad- adaptive. Anyway, so magic pockets. We'll leave that for a later day. But oh, right, yeah, we we'll save that. They're designed by the same guy. Yeah. Okay. So Sean Griffiths, Magic Pockets, Rise of the Robots. Nice. Okay. So that's probably how he got this. Um, since Rise, he's worked on the Colin McRae Grames. McRae Grames. McRae Grames. McRae Grames. Okay. Um, and Worms Four. Which mm. I quite like. It's all like proper stereotypically British games. I remember like stereotypically yeah. British out, games. Like yes. everyone made a big kind of deal about like those kind of games. Colin McRae, yeah. mm. Worms, mm. like being kind of big British games. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Would you, would you call Rise of the Robots a big British a big British? I can't even talk today. Big Plenty British game. Not it. of choice, but um, <laughs> I, I'll accept it. It's famous folklore, isn't it? It's one of those games that's famous, and I think it is. I, yeah. I think Rise is famous. Yeah. And this is why. Oh, should we use the word notorious? Notorious. <laughs> well, I just wanted to, obviously, we, we're talking about Sean. Um, the graphic artists on the game have also done quite well for themselves. So, um, Sean Naden uh, worked on a WRC game. On, I think okay. it was PS2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Quan Lee worked on the PS2 Xbox Rocky game, which mm. I know that Adrian is a big uh, fan. We are, we are a fan. Yes. And he also did that 3D intro to the World Cup 98 game. What the, the FIFA EA one? official one? Yeah, the one. The FIFA, what road to the World the Cup? The road to the World Cup. No, it's not. No, oh. I think the one that was actually released for the tournament. Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, road yeah. to the World Cup. You couldn't actually play the World Cup. The <laughs> one that was right. no. Yeah, so you play the road to the World Cup. That's exactly. Yeah, the World Cup. But then you got this one, and then Quan Lee will give you that intro to that main game. So okay. So again, you know, Rise. can't be such a bad game because these guys did have a bit of a career afterwards yeah but you would kind of expect the graphical artists from Rise of the Robots to do better than maybe (laughs) 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 am I jumping over your points you're you're jumping the gun (laughs) well you know we'll get to all of this in very good time Um, I mean you did ask the question I was answering the question when I ask you a question I expect an answer so very good anyway um, how many (laughs) how many formats was this released across all of them all of them. All. I bet it almost was all of them because I remember this mm. being out. Mm. Definitely the Mega PC, yeah. um, Mega Drive, Mega Drive. Yeah, and SNES, SNES. I think SNES. had one. Yeah. Well, I bet there was one. Maybe I bet there was at least one handheld one. And um, yeah. yeah, and not, end of ninety four, ninety five. I think we're looking at the new generation systems. Yeah, possibly as well. Saturn. Maybe, maybe, maybe. The you're thinking of Rise of the Robots too. I am. But, right, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but you're on the same, the right kind of. Yeah, spit right spit out the list then. So yeah, R- Rise of the Robots one was just on that kind of 
gen, you know, the early 90s. So Amiga, Amiga CD32, Amiga 1200, PC, SNES, Mega Drive, CDI, 3DO. Oh, there we go. There was an arcade game What's made that? as well. Um, yep, they sure was. And there was a Game Gear version. <laughs> when Rob said handheld, I had a feeling... Yeah for Game Gear. But game Gear version, but we'll come to that a little bit later on. I get the feeling like every game around that time was released on the Game Gear, no matter how bad the actual, or like, no matter how little it translated. Didn't, wasn't there a Mortal Kombat 3 on the Game Gear as well? Or am I just making that up? Well, 2 definitely was. 2, two and 1 actually worked okay on the Game Gear. I'm not sure about 3. I haven't checked it, but there probably is. But yeah, you know, why not get it on the Game Gear? It was like, ooh, master system in your hands. Anyway, so Game Gear podcast coming up soon. <laughs> but yeah, um, actually, I've got um, another source somewhere that says it was on 21 format. So I think I've taken this list off Wikipedia. I think it's actually missed a few. But oh. So there you go. 21. 21. I'm going to take a guess that PC Engine... No, it wouldn't have been PC no, Engine. No, PC no, no, Engine. No. Uh, Mega CD. Cause ev- just because everything around then was recent. That sounds right. Mega yeah, CD probably as Mega well. CD version. Oh, crikey. Oh, I don't spin. think so, but I'll oh. find it if there is one. <laughs> 21 <laughs> formats, though. Yeah, 21 formats. This is This is it, but... Again, I will explain how it got to 21 formats later. You got 21 formats to go. Sorry. You going to do that? I was trying really hard not to. Yeah. All of you are biting your lips. <laughs> anyway. 21 <laughs> formats to go. Every adaptation is slow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sh- um, right. So, I guess there would be some listeners who don't know what Rise of the Robots is. Lucky people. So, look. Look, you. <laughs> bite your tongue, Keith. Look, you. Come to you look later. Look here, you. Uh, it's a one-on-one fighting game. Where you are, cyborg, and you must go through <laughs> many other robots to beat the game. Yep. Do you mean like a cyborg? No, he's called. You are cyborg. <laughs> cyborg. My name is cyborg. You are cyborg. Um, what was the plot? It's in the mold. Oh, 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 are you going to come in on? Actually, the plot? do you, you want to know about the plot right now? I yes, do. Yeah, I have some Let's notes. Do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I have some notes. Um, do you want me to read it verbatim because it's quite funny? Huh? Yes. If you yeah. Want. Yeah, All right, I'm going to read a verbatim from the Wikipedia page. Here we go. <laughs> so, um, oh no. Oh, God, it was, there's so many notes on it. It's actually on the, the page before. Here we go. All right. So, in the year 2043, Electrocorp is the world's largest mega corporation leading the world in many technological and scientific fields, including medical research and is breaking more barriers than ever before. Shall I just put a sinister voice on? I'll do a sinister voice. Also, since human society is... No, that doesn't work. Is now, <laughs> that wasn't that is sinister. Now, is now almost entirely governed by robot servants and automations, demands placed on Electrocorp as the world's leading manufacturer and developer of advanced robotics eventually outstrip the company's ability to run its operations efficiently. <sighs> oh, Digest that. that bit. Yeah. Why don't they just spin out a couple of subsidiaries and... Oh, sorry. Because I think that would that would mean that there would no be any Rise of the Robots game. <laughs> oh, they made some subsidies. Yeah, who's the director of this company? They're not looking after their company very well. They're not they? looking after their company very well. Think of the shareholders. Yeah, think of the shareholders. <laughs> think of the shareholders. <laughs> right. So, <clears throat> in response to this, the gigantic Electrocorp research and development complex at the Metropolis 4 plant devised the leader project. Capital L, capital P. <laughs> That's not in the notes, but I just added that. <laughs> A hive mind constructed from trillions of nanobots in a sealed central chamber within Metropolis 4. 
dubbed the supervisor, it learns at an unprecedented rate and quickly becomes the perfect multitask ultra-intelligent robot. The pinnacle of of artificial intelligence and more than capable of managing every aspect of the plant's day-to-day operations. Got it? Come on, Keith. Like, you can't say Skynet. It's been ripped off from at least 10 or 12 different sources. (laughs) The supervisor slash Skynet, oh, sorry, even even has the potential power to run every robot, computer system, nuclear power plant, and military on the planet simultaneously if it needed to. Lawnmower man. (laughs) Although it wisely, it wisely has no connection to outside the complex. Wisely. That is wise. That is wise. So here comes, here comes the main bit. In the November of that year, so that's 2043, that's not too far away from right now, the leader project goes awry as unexplained and random code is detected within the nanomorph supervisor. The EGO virus, <laughs> ego virus, believed to be the most potent computer virus ever known has it infected its collective consciousness. The supervisor begins to develop self-awareness through it, identifying itself as a female personality and taking on a humanoid female form, becoming a gynoid. 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 Gynoid, gynoid. The supervisor... It's not gynoid. (laughs) I think it's gynoid. Gynoid. Gynoid or gynoid? Gynoid. Gynoid. The supervisor... Does anyone know what what gynoid means? Or gynoid means? Um, It's related to gynecological. That's a It must be gynoid. Anyway. The supervisor takes control of Electrocorp's facilities and infects the other droids of the plant. No. Raising them to break routine and initiate a mutiny. Every microchip and piece of software in Metropolis 4 is infected with ego virus. In the ensuing cybernetic revolt, all humans in Metropolis 4 are quickly dispatched, including the upper hierarchy of the corporation and its CEO, Mr. Oton. That's that's a key point. The government seals off Metropolis 4 as a containment measure and explains to the public that the site is undergoing a technical modification so as to avoid a panic. They are completely out of options. Infiltration of Metropolis 4 is impossible due to the army of robots guarding it like a fortress. And it is only a matter of time before the supervisor establishes a connection to the outside world, destroying it. The only hope for the world... Go on, Rob. Why would the supervisor want to destroy the entire world? That's what she's thinking anyway. The only hope for the world is the Eco 35-2 cyborg, <laughs> referred to catchy. as referred to as Coton. Oh, better. That's catchy. Coton, yeah, Mr. Oton, yeah. <laughs> Still within Metropolis 4, yet unaffected by the ego virus because it has an organic human brain. Ah, oh, clever. That's cyborg. Coton sends out on a loaded mission to neutralize the supervisor and her insurgent robots from within. He does this in revenge for his father being murdered. Coton's human brain was cloned from the late CEO, and the cyborg thinks like a human and has emotions. <gasps> so, it's, in essence, you are Coton slash cyborg, and you must infiltrate Metropolis 4. And you can't get the virus because you've got human brains. You've got a human brain. Wait, is this virus more powerful than the virus in Independence Day? Because that was a pretty powerful virus. 
Well, that virus was transmitted using Windows 95, <laughs> and we therefore have been unable to work even in this planet in the present day right now. That's true. Think about the updates. Yeah, all right. Fair <laughs> enough. So Jeff Goldblum wouldn't be much good in this situation. Then. Well, in real life, like, it the big skull, like, on, wouldn't even come up on screen like it does in every hacker movie. Literally, we were going about a quarter of the way through and stopped. And then, like, the little circle of blue circle of doom comes up. <laughs> we just roll around and What around. do you think the ecovirus is then? What symbol would you put on that then? I think it should be like, it should be that. It should be like the universal movie code for yeah. computer viruses a skull that is possibly laughing. Laughing skull? Yeah. yeah. Making sound of it. <laughs> well, yeah. if, if Adrian did the maths, uh, yeah, Windows yeah. 95, 2043, do the maths. It's 48 times better. <laughs> that's that's undeniable there you go we don't so, even need kev for that we don't we don't need kev for that so we can work it out so there we go so that is the plot of i think that's a pretty i think that's a pretty rad plot yeah it, yep. it's original it's what, very original uh, i've not heard anything like this before what do you think it says about the people who came up with the plot that the evil cyborg who goes crazy as a woman um, and I that apparently she go it goes crazy by realizing it's female. I think no, no. That's I literally think, what you said. No, what I'm saying is that I think they've tried to bring in some, um, you know, equality there. Yeah, you know, by originality. In, this is by before bringing in a, a lady, Cop, a lady evil mm. protagonist. I think that that has to be commended by Sean. You said Sean. that like. The leader, leader, um, or supervisor, whatever, she gained she consciousness, female. decided she was female, and then decided to destroy all human humanity. <laughs> That's a coincidence, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a coincidence. It's just all about equality with Mirage and Rise of the Robots. That's yeah. why Tick, Tick, yeah, Green robots. Tick next to that name. Okay, Excellent. then let me ask you this. Okay, if Mirage, if like the supervisor hates humanity so much, why does it want to adopt a human kind of? For a human feminine form, when machines have no female or mask or male kind of differentiation. In essence, Rob, it's so that the final boss of the game can have can be look at, can look a bit like the cyborg, but not be the cyborg. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and also, and also, kind of rip off the T one thousand. So anyway, that's a good answer. So there you go. So that that is why. So everyone's happy. Yep. Yes. Woo. <laughs> so. Hopefully everyone is still here after I've spent <laughs> half an hour, half an hour rattling out the plot. Um, but yeah, so it is one-on-one game, much mm-hmm. in the mold of Street Fighter 2, Fatal Fury, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. But with robots. You're yeah. feeling it, Adrian. I know, you know you're feeling it. Are you going to talk about the hype in a minute? or is that? A, can, can... I'm going to talk about Christmas 94 and how this game yeah. blew my mind. <laughs> Was this before you played the game? You're talking about the hype leading up to it. This... Well, it blew my mind after I got it and I started playing it. <laughs> the way. hype didn't blow my mind, although there was hype involved, but I'll come to that. I'll, I'll chip in with my hype in story while. later then, if that's all right. Yeah, hype. I think we all remember the lead up to this game. What hype do you remember, Rob? I remember seeing it like months before in yeah, the cover it was of the magazine. Wasn't yeah. It? yeah, it was going to be like a next kind of generation like kind of game, all amazing graphics. I've got to say, I was never really sold in it from the beginning. Like, I just. Wasn't into the concept. I mean, I was a big Street Fighter 2 Mortal Kombat mark, mm. so I just wasn't really... I didn't look great to me. I don't care about, like, the machine mm. kind of plotline. Much like, you know, I didn't never really wanted to play Cyborg oh, Justice Rob doesn't much. really get deep plots, though, does he? No, Rob's very... Yeah, it's gone no, over his Rob, head. Rob doesn't get this deep before, plots, especially when it comes to racing games. <laughs> this is before the plot was... Um, <laughs> 
a big thing. <laughs> oh, come on. Harsh. I know. Sorry, Rob. Why has the robots had a book written about it? Did, did, did. Diddy Kong Racing have a, what, a book oh, written about it? Done, what have you done, What have you done, done? Oh, you guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Before, let's, let's not get onto that. Um, I'll come to both <laughs> your hype stories soon, but I think it's good for to remind obviously now that we know what Rise of Robots is yeah. our listeners who don't know who didn't know mm. what it was before now know what it is um, it's good to remind ourselves about some of this critical reception so Wikipedia I'm, again I'm, I'm taking it from the Wikipedia page and there's, there's a reason for that um, they lead with the Amiga Power Review this yeah the, who gave it controversy isn't there who gave it five five out of, five out of what Percent, percent, five uh, percent. They gave it five. You can't percent. give a game five percent. Why? Right. This is this is why. why? why? This was why? this was reviewed why by not? by Jonathan Davis, not um, not the rugby, <laughs> not the rugby player. Um, you what might about, be, you might have two jobs. You never know. <laughs> was it the singer from Corn? It wasn't <laughs> the singer from Corn. Um, it might be. You never know. He might have. Uh, I don't know much about Corn. Maybe it was. Anyway, did his name have an E in it? Uh no oh yeah the Davies yeah uh, maybe it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't him. yeah okay anyway so he he described and I find I find this hard to believe how review copies had only been released to the press a few days before the game went on sale mm, you got to build up good relations I haven't heard about this anywhere else and I've done quite a lot of digging on Rise of the Robots um he also uh, concluded by uh, stating that it's probably because the graphics are so good. That the game plays so poorly. Every move the robots make takes so many frames of animation and so much memory and so many months of rendering with 3D Studio that it simply wouldn't have been possible to make the gameplay any more complicated than it is. So, I don't know. He's actually praising the graphics. That sounds there like praise. And still yeah. giving it 5%. Mm. So, um, there's that one. It literally says the graphics are the reason the gameplay is so bad. That's right, not, that's what he said. That's not but praise. I don't know how that. Yeah, I don't know how that leads to a five percent review. But anyway, it's a um, backhanded compliment. Yeah. So there's there's more. Uh, Next generation mag gave the PC DOS version two, two out of five stars. Out of five, thankfully. So it was, <laughs> <laughs> so, it was so twenty percent. Um, they state although the glossy rendered images make the seven different warriors look truly remarkable, that must be the twenty percent there. Yeah. Um, the actual playability of the game suffers from the same lack of control plaguing most PC fighting games. Of course, lack of, mm. lack of PC gamepad games, I suppose, back in those days as well. Um, like there's no joypad, really. There's no, there was no joypad back in those days, I think, for, for PC. Um, he further criticised the poorly designed opponent AI and called the game one of the biggest disappointments of the year. Um, I think it was quite a lot of good games that came out in 94, so again, you know, not, not the worst... Not the worst thing to say about Rise of Robots. Um, game Pro essentially said the Game Gear version was rubbish. Um, Shock. I've had <laughs> I've had a look at the like YouTube playthroughs of it, and it looks pretty pretty horrendous. But but it does have quite nice like animated intros of all the robots Ooh. before the fights on the Game Gear. Version. On the Game Gear. Mm, okay. So that in itself is Keith's, worth having a look Keith's at. Keith's a convert, I think. Now Keith's like <laughs> Keith's gonna yeah, get a Game it. Gear. He's I'm that get shallow. He's going to get a game gear with Rise of Robots. I wonder what percentage of the memory of that Game Gear game those animations took up. <laughs> yeah. Probably 99%. Anyway, uh, EGM, we'd like a bit of EGM, um, gave the SNES version 4.4 yeah. out of 10. Out of 10, okay. that's better. So, again, still not amazing, but 44%. So, decent. Yeah. Uh, they get the 3DO version 3.5. 
So 35%. So not bad. That's terrible. Not bad. What are you talking about? It's a third of a good game. It's not bad. I'll let you get away with that once for 4.4. Right. So, so I was looking at it thinking, you know, this is painting a pretty bleak picture. Mm. In fact, if this picture, if this was a picture, it'd just be black. It'd just be black. Black. Yeah. So, but it's not, that's not how I remembered it personally. So, Keith, how much do I love video game magazines? A lot. <laughs> would you say that? The reason that even Arcade Attack is in existence? Yes, yes, I would. <laughs> um, do you know, even though you know what Sega magazines are like, mm. don't you go bad mouthing Sega Power, Rob? Um, so Rob, Rob what, not like Sega Power? He, Rob does not um, like Sega Power. We discussed this, but my, uh, my hierarchy is Me Machine Sega. Me Machine top. Sega all day long. Obviously, yeah. Games Master's up there as well as the multi format. Mm-hmm. But. Um, the Sega only going down. We go through Mega. Mega was pretty good. Never liked Sega yeah. Power, Sega Pro, and didn't like Sega Power. And Sega I didn't Pro. like Sega Pro. I liked Sega Power. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. That, you're going to ask me what Amiga magazines. What Amiga magazines do I like? Oh. Amiga Power. No. Amiga Format. So I never saw... I do like Amiga Format. Okay. I never saw that 5% review. <laughs> 5%. I used to really love CU Amiga. Computer oh, yeah. user Amiga. Oh, okay. Because they had like the best demo discs. Oh, yeah, that's true. And yeah. obviously not, not being amazingly well-moneyed at the time. <laughs> um, those demo discs were, you know, mm. obviously a vital source of yeah. my my kind of Amiga and Adrian, give me um, hooky games and stuff, um, were, were the sources of me playing stuff on the Amiga. So I dug out that review that I actually looked at in 1994. Oh, here we go. It gives two scores, one for the AGA version and one for the non-AGA version. Um, <laughs> Alan Dykes. Our friend Alan, my friend Alan, used to read his reviews back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Can of you, any of you guess what he gave either of those versions or both of those I've versions? I've got a feeling it's exception. No, because I've, I've, I've either heard or read something about this. Nine, 91. Decent. Um, so what's the difference between the AJ? The AJ uses the AJ chipset in the A1200, so it's... Graphically, the twelve hundred compared to like the five hundred sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He gave two scores. I, I think actually, obviously, it's normally like a really low score, so it's the extreme to this. So I, I think I agree with Keith. But I think a bit higher. I think ninety three. Okay, Adrian's got ninety three. Um, I know there are some high scores around this when it came out, and the fact that it was on a demo disc already is setting off alarm bells for me. So I'm going to say they gave a graphical one ninety one. I think they had the le- the non the non AGA version I'm going to say either late 70s 78 or mid 80s 85 around interesting then. okay well you're all kind of in that kind of ballpark it wasn't actually on the demo disc per se I only bought CU Amiga because it had them other demos on it they would have struggled to get a Rise of the Robots demo <laughs> disc imagine? out because the A1200 version which I had oh, here we go came on Actually, let's put this out as another How many game. discs? <laughs> how, how many floppy discs? Oh, my God. How many floppy discks did this come on to? Wait, higher or lower than Monkey Island 2? I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Higher or lower than Monkey Island 2? Well, actually, ooh, ballpark. But how many was that, eight? Oh, it's, it's in the double digits. About 12 or 13, wasn't it, Monkey oh, Island 2? Oh, my God. Um, 18. <laughs> nah, 18 won't be that discs. Many. I actually did some... Oh, research. That's so I'm not going to answer this because I know what the answer is. Uh, I think it's a lot. I think it's like 12. I think it's it's, it's high. How it's far off ridiculous. am I? 
It's exactly what Adrian said earlier. Oh, 13. Okay. Is it 13? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so that's you've, got, you've got the 12 discs and then you've got the installation disc. <laughs> oh, no. So, <laughs> so how many additional disc drives you need with that bad boy? Can you imagine? Oh, my God. I had one disc drive, the one that came with the A1200, and I would literally <laughs> swap it out. You had, to, um, you had to alternate them, and the intro sequences took uh, like one disc each. So I wow. think each disc had the kind of the intro outro for every robot and then you had to switch that in after you kind of Did, was it actually mandatory that you had to put the intro discs in first before you yeah, could I was wondering that. no you have robots. to do it as you're playing oh no you guys oh, so you could guys you have... skip the intro disc no 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 so you, have you, to... you guys oh. have never experienced this because you've never had the pleasure of no. having an Amiga with just one <laughs> floppy drive sounds but awful the, the issue is because it all Amiga games were on, apart from, you know, before the, the CD32 and before they actually sort of got around to doing an A1200 yeah. CD drive, everything was on floppy mm. disk and they only hold about 700 mm. kilobytes. Could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, um, so mm. it is not a lot. Uh, <laughs> so you have to have, yeah, 13 of those for Rise wow. and you put, the, you put in the first disk, yeah. uh, it loads up the options screen the intro bit which shows Cyborg kind of flying into Metropolis 4 which is all very pretty mm-hmm. uh, and then obviously him then the, the menu screen is him <laughs> is like him at the control panel and then like every time you um, like choose an option he kind of like like jigs as if oh yeah 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 as if he's doing something on the as if he's doing something on the decks yeah so yeah. you got that and then as soon as you do it then you've got to put in disc 2 for the, um, the I've forgotten what the first robot's called uh, and then you see their little intro and then you put the next disc and then you play the game etc and And this is like a fighting game this isn't like Monkey Island where you can kind of get a good way into the game for each disc I imagine like yeah it's just it's a fair point Rob it's a disgrace and in a weird way do you know what when you you swap discs in in things like Monkey Island it was almost like a sort of checkpoint for me it's like oh you're getting through the game well Mm. done you're you're halfway through the game it's almost like well, this is kind of the same. It's kind of the same because you know if you're going <laughs> up through the disc point, you're going through up through the disc numbers. You're like, you know, you finally get you're getting your, through the, the game. Boss. What's the boss called again? <laughs> the supervisor. Oh, of course. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <coughs> sorry, uh, it's a little bit of coughing there. So Rob's needs to clear his throat, um, <laughs> and then we can continue. Right. Okay. Um, you guys, I didn't actually tell you what he actually gave the yeah, what what scores. He gave. <laughs> yeah. uh, he gave the A1200 version eighty-one percent, and he gave the non-AGA version. 80%. Oh, oh okay. okay. So, yeah. So, either, you know, it wasn't actually that bad. So, if you had, you had to have a megabyte of RAM. So, if you had an A500, you couldn't play it. If you had an A600. Uh, I, yeah, which I could. You could have got that, man. Uh, you could have got your uncle to copy. Actually, I think it was only half the discs, actually, the no, non-AGA no, no, version. I, I had a, I have I had the game. Oh. I got it copied, truthfully. But was it half? Was it only about six, seven discs? I can't discs? remember now. Yeah. Remember it must now. have only been about six, seven discs because they didn't, it couldn't do the intros. Yep. The breathtaking intros on the A1200. I implore you, everyone at home, watch an A1200 walkthrough of Rise of the Robots on YouTube. You can skip the fights. It's fine. You can skip the fights. <laughs> What's the but point? Just watch buying the, the game to, to play the game, but you can just watch the intros. <laughs> I had never seen my Amiga do the kind of things that Rise of the Robot was doing. I've never seen it. Mm. And that whole Christmas was just me in awe at Rise of the Robots. More about the gameplay later. But... <laughs> was me in awe. <laughs> um, we've, we've spoken about the plot, and everyone is happy with that. <laughs> yep. Um, Alan actually mentioned something that I forgot. There are two ways to play Rise of the Robots. 
one way is just to go through it as you would like the challenger mode on Street Fighter 2 or something. Yeah. So you just smash all the robots, smash the supervisor, you've won it. There's another mode where you can actually play on points for points. Ooh. So you have to pull off special moves and things and actually beat the op- your opponent on points. With a high score, okay. Yeah, so with actually high scores coming into play. Now that, that's new. That's new. It's new. Or it was new at the time. Yeah. It's new, but if I remember correct, pulling off some special moves were, were pretty tough. That was another point. Mm. Yes. <laughs> the special moves were pretty difficult to pull off. <laughs> I remember him having some kind of headbutt move, and that was about it. Basically, you could beat, you could defeat Rise of the Robots by doing a flying kick. Are you going to talk? Uh, yeah. Are you going to actually, yes, right. Are you going to talk later about the weird, you can only be like one person through the game, but sort of two players, it's a bit different. Are you going to talk about well, that? Well, yeah. So, okay, we'll go on that. Um, so, two player isn't actually, well, it is two player, but one of you has to be cyborg. <laughs> oh, and, that's right. And why? One yeah, of you they has have to be. You're the hero. Yeah, but because, why? Because the robots are so massive. I don't think if you chose, if one of you was a robot each, yeah. you would literally just be slapping each other in the middle of the screen. <laughs> um, I bet they, the excuse they gave was that because of the plot, it was illogical that the robots would want to fight each other. Well, they, well, no, it would be because they've all got the same virus. So why would they true. fight each other, Rob? Yeah, why would they fight each other? Just answered his own question. You've literally just covered my point. Thanks, mate. So well, yeah, that's so the official story. Yeah, <laughs> two player mode, and Alan actually states in the review, and it was actually just really nice read because you can get PDFs of it online. Um, it was quite nice reading it because I just remember reading it at the time, and it says that his colleagues were reluctant to fight him in it because because of the what was banded about, like it's too slow. Oh, okay. You could only beat him by you know by kicking. Um, you, one of you has to be cyborg, etc., etc. So yeah, he couldn't find anyone to to play it with him. But 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 he got the janitor forced him to play it. And he it all- got the janitor. No, no. He played. He stuck with the one player version of the game. Now you can actually choose the timer as well on Rise of the Robots. You liking this? A time- Thirty seconds, I think, is the default. Ooh. Per round, you can up it to 60. Ooh. Now that's original. Or 90. <gasps> can you imagine playing Rise of the Robots for 90 uh. seconds? Wouldn't that be amazing? Pure, yeah. pure eye candy. <laughs> it would just be like, ah, oh, just looking at it going, ah. Oh like, no, it, the time's ticking down. Reset. <laughs> 10 hours later. Oh, another 90 seconds. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Keith and Rob still aren't convinced, but we're going to keep on going. Can I talk about how, how my, my little hype? You know, how, oh, your hype story. Yeah, well, it's not on. really a story, but hype story. I don't know. This game really caught my attention. I think, like Rob said, it got so much media attention. It, it was going to be the next big thing, wasn't it? It was plastered in all the magazines, and um, me and my two brothers were like, "This is going to be amazing. This is going to be a game I have to play." And it was, it was up there. There's a few games that done that with for me. Um, Diddy Kong Racing? No, no, no. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop, stop, stop stoking the fire. No, uh, Alien vs. Predator on the Jaguar was one yes, of them. This, yeah. this, this game looks great. You have to play this. Uh, Theme Park was one. I yes. thought this game looks amazing. It's so original. Yeah, yeah. same. Mm, yeah, it, it caught my attention big time. Uh, even Half-Life as well was one of them. Um, so some of them, some hits and some misses there, truthfully. Um, but Rise of Robots was definitely up there for me. I thought, this is a game that I can't wait to get my grubby little mitts on. Yeah. And I remember going to my uncle, oh, have you got Rise of Robots yet? Can you get me a copy of Rise of Robots? And he, he finally got it. And uh, yeah. <laughs> it was the first time I remember, because the hype started like, I don't know, Amazing. two years or 18 months yeah. before it, was started, it came actually, out. Because it yeah, took so, so long to make. Yeah. Well, they started it in 93. 
So mm. it only took like a year, maybe a year and a bit to make. Um, the reason why, and Alan's review mentions this, thanks Alan, uh, the reason why it's on 21 different formats is M- M- Mirage started it off just as a PC game. It was just going to be a oh, PC fighting oh, game. Oh, really? Just to fill the kind of void that there wasn't really any PC fighting games. Um, Time Warner Interactive ah. came in, I think. They got involved. They did. They, get, they got involved and put loads of money into it and then made them do all the other versions as well. So, there you go. That's how that came about. Mm. Do you know what? Because uh, I remember the hype as well. And, and it was magazines, first of all. Like, yeah. kind of the pre, this is making the game is going to be yeah, yeah, yeah. new form game rendering, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But then they also, as the kind of release date took nearer, you'd see it pop up on kind of like TV shows. And seeing it actually in action, this, that's when I knew it was going to be a bad game because you could. It's one of those games you could just see. You can tell by, just by watching by the movement. Yeah, and like yeah. literally, these th- robots are only doing two different moves. Yeah. I'm sure like I saw it on like two. <laughs> I'm sure I saw it on like Bad Influence or something like yeah. that. There's um mm. yes, yeah, I kind of said I did some. Re- it's actually a very good uh, video about the rise of the robot saga by okay. a guy called Kim Justice. I don't know if anyone else. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kim Justice. Yep, yep, yep. And um, apparently Bad Influence was so sold on it, they actually redid their title sequence for like one particular episode. Uh, <laughs> wow. And might have actually changed it uh, for good, like to be more cyber-influenced. Nice. There you go. There you go. It's see? got influence on see? popular culture. Yeah, see, it's, so it's influences unquestionable <laughs> undeniable <laughs> the scale right. of its influence is undeniable the scale of its influence <laughs> is undeniable um there's one bit i actually want to pick out in alan's review so he talks about how amazing the graphics are especially on the a1200 version mm-hmm. um but then he says he actually poses the question and so it's great a eh? yes and no <laughs> So, so he answers his own question a bit there, didn't he? Yeah. He, um, he goes on to say about how many floppy disks it's on. Yeah, well, the A1200 version. Yeah. Um, which is fair enough. It was a bit of a chore mm. having to swap through all of them. But, you know, I was 12 years old. I didn't really care. I was just like, this is <laughs> what amazing. What else going to be doing? I mean, yeah. There was <laughs> literally... More, there's more disks than your age. <laughs> there, was more, <laughs> yeah. there was more disks than my age <laughs> at the time. That's crazy, isn't it? Um, all of those intro sequences are great. Um, he praises the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, do I? Should I, I say it? Go on, Brian May. Brian May. Now, Brian I've May's music. It. Brian May's music via Queen is on a lot of video games, but Rise of the Robots and Rise of the Robots Two are like the only ones that have original Brian May soundtracks. It's not the whole soundtrack, though, is it? Isn't no, it like just it's not. Like Thirty <laughs> seconds or something at the beginning. It's not. And in fact, one of my favourite tracks from the song, um, when you, which is, which is actually when you complete the game, is by the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, no. uh, that was that was another like selling point they tried to push, but it wasn't like a whole soundtrack. No, he just, just did a couple of songs. Yeah, really. and I believe those songs have already been on one of his albums. It wasn't even especially done for the game. Cool. No, I think actually the one um, I tried to cover it by saying Rise of Robots and Rise of Robots Two, Rise of Robots <laughs> Two. That he did, I think it was called, I think it was actually called Cyborg. That was original. So the Rise games together have original, have original Brian May soundtracks. Plus also, he did say it to be fair. Plus also, I suppose it's like tracker versions of, of Brian May's songs. So they're kind of original in a way because you've got a, with Amiga 
music. I don't know if you guys know. I've spoken about it briefly yeah, yeah. in the, in the chip tune, uh, chip tune podcast. Yes, sound tracker and lining up the things and whatnot. So he had to do that. So it's kind of original that way as well. But Brian yeah. May, come on, Brian May, Brian May, legend. No, no, still not sold. Michael right. Jackson did the soundtrack for Sonic Three. Oh, no, that cannot be confirmed. Are you even allowed to say that? Exactly. Yeah, I'm not allowed to say that. I asked Al Nielsen. He said, "Move it on quickly, please." Can't yeah. answer that question. Yeah. Um, since <laughs> Space signed on. an NDA. I assume is still um, legally enforced. Yeah, Brian from Sin Spaces, I think, asked him the same thing, and it also got a bit of a similar kind of roadblock. Yeah. Don't ask the question. Move on quickly. Kind but of so we're not. We we can't even. Well, uh, that's why Sonic Three isn't on those compilation compilations, mm. making drive compilations. Is that actually the reason? Who knows? Anyway, not let's say. Let's not talk about that. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Got Alan's, to you, Dylan. Alan's I know. <laughs> easy, easy, easy. Anyway, let's carry on with Alan's review. Alan's amazing review, right? Uh, he says, whilst having a little dig at the Tories, which I kind of <laughs> liked, um, not allowed to say this, not, there's no politics here in Narcade Attack. Um, he says, the main problem about the gameplay is that it has no personality. Ouch. Like John Major, so he says. Yeah, I knew that. Was <laughs> John Major in a spinning image, grey face, <laughs> eating peas. It has no personality. Um, but can you guys even any name any robots with any personality? I can't. Uh, what? Uh, Hello, Adrian, short, Adrian, short circuit. Oh, okay, I'll allow it. I was Bender, waiting, bending I was waiting for the Rocky Four robot. Rocky Bench. 4 robot. That's oh, How about yeah. Robert Batch, Robert not included robot. He's got a lot of personality. That's true. <laughs> yep. Bender, lo- Bending Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Robocop yeah. is technically a robot. He's cyborg. cyborg like cyborg. cyborg. Cyborg, though. Cyborgs don't count, but you know, um, robots. Yeah, but cyborg <laughs> in the game does count, to be fair. What we're saying is there aren't that many the robots with personality out there. Or are we saying there's loads? Yeah. No, we're saying That's there's what not it sounds that like. many. Okay. Well, we just listed about 10. <laughs> well, they, uh, Cyrax actually... and Sector from Mortal Kombat 3. Um, uh, no, they don't have any personality. personality no. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, they have their own individual attacks. I would say. Even though they're obviously they're the same colors. make of robots. <laughs> I'd say out of the list that you guys have just come up with. fighting styles. Yeah, who, who's your favourite? I say you've got less than seven there. But seven is the key number for Rise of the Robots. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you've got less than seven. So in the whole world, there's actually less than seven robots with personality. <laughs> That's what we're saying. No, you made us stop talking. Stop saying. talking. Yeah. <laughs> so you could say. So he goes on to say, like, you know, a, a lot of the things that give, I don't know, humanization to Street Fighter Two, like Hadouken, and like your your Mortal Kombat's with your fatalities and things like that, that wouldn't really be here, and it's not here. <laughs> it rides mm. at a robot. Yeah, true. true. Now, actually, a robot Hadouken doesn't really work, does it? We could do. I could do a robot Hadouken. Hadouken. Adorkin. <laughs> Adorkin. Get, get over here. Get over here. Well, yeah, because like the robots... In a robot voice. In a robot voice. <laughs> yeah, the robots... The robot voice sounds a lot like your moon language voice. <laughs> it's it's a moon voice. my moon language. <laughs> <laughs> I am a moon man and this is how I talk. <laughs> my name is Cyborg. I talk in a moon slash robot accent. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, because like, as for the plot, these robots ha- like literally have no independent kind of like thoughts or personalities. Yep. And... True. You know, if we're getting on to it, why is the game even f- going by the logic of the story? Why don't they just like? Why doesn't the supervisor just get the control systems to destroy Cyborg instead of sending individual robots after him? Well, he doesn't. I think I think it's just about Cyborg getting in there and just smashing everything up. <laughs> so yeah, she could have done that, but it's just about getting Cyborg in there, smashing things up. Why doesn't she send all the robots at once? I don't know. 
Because then that would be a different kind of game. That would be like a Royal Rumble kind of game. <laughs> Maybe True. she wants to do like a tournament and see who's the best fighter. Yeah. Watch robots she can promote to her ranks. Uh, Maybe second Xmar, maybe. Yeah, maybe she's yeah, she actually just enjoys impossible. it. It's like a gladiatorial combat thing. Yeah. She likes to... There's ne- in that case, there's an extra robot for your robots with personality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, going back to Alan's review. Love Alan's review. Uh, Alan's he, getting a full credit for this podcast. He is. He is. I've, I've not done much yet. Right. So he contradicts, he contradicts himself a little bit. He says, um, it's too easy to dismiss this game because your attitude to playing is what makes the game enjoyable. Mm. Says something else. But, but then he comes back and says, but you shouldn't really have to try to like a game mm. to get something out of it. Yeah. So It's a fair point. It can apply to any game if you go into it with the attitude of, of concept, uh, I'm not going to like this, then yeah, you probably won't. He's saying that, you know, you should have the attitude to try and be open and like it, but yeah. then you also then shouldn't, shouldn't have, have to, to try, try, hard, to, to, try yeah. hard to get something out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, fair. You know, um, he does praise the non-A1200 version for the close conversion mm-hmm. um, because apart from the intro sequences and a little bit of animation, it was pretty much the same. Mm. So the one, you're, the one, the one, Adrian, the one you were playing... Wasn't so different to the one I was playing back in the yeah. day. We, we Although yours was free. We was my, free. My dad had to pay for my one. Um, Thirty oh, quid man. it was as well. Yikes. Thirty quid, which is actually quite a lot for an Amiga game. Yeah. Back in the days, Amiga games were about fifteen twenty quid. That's true. Yeah. So, so it was almost double what you would yeah, expect to pay for a normal double, game. Okay. But it came on thirteen discs. True. You got thirteen discs for thirty quid. Now that is a bargain. Yeah. Do the maths by anyone's <laughs> standards. Yeah. Keith has been in the bargain now. Right? <laughs> um, I love a bargain. Yeah. Uh, and then he signs off the review, and this this was this what you know must have been what persuaded me to persuade my dad to get. Oh, is this is this it? This, this is this the, is the line, go on, right? Go on. It's better than the average beat 'em up, but just doesn't match the best. Ooh, that sold it for me. <laughs> that sold it. I was the there, that's it. Is I'm it better than the average head to head beat 'em up at that <laughs> point in time? On the um, yeah. yeah, there you go. I suppose this is where I'm going to open up to the table now. So this yeah. is what this is what I was exposed to by mm-hmm. CU Amiga. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a great time mm-hmm. with Rise of the Robots. Mm-hmm. Did you? You've heard what... I did, did actually you? have a great time. He's being Even, sincere. You know... I know, I, <laughs> I know but when it came been, down to actually playing the game... I've never been great at video games. <gasps> is an understatement. Neither have <laughs> Right? Even on normal, mm. uh, there's three difficulty modes in Rise of the Robots. Easy, <laughs> normal, and hard. <laughs> Real, yeah, get your pay uh, for money there, yeah. boy. I completed it on normal. Ooh. by doing that kick <laughs> and I was like I'm doing this kick I won this game I've seen the end sequence I'm the best didn't you Fair also enough. have to adapt the time thing because apparently it, the default was 30 seconds and if you don't defeat the enemy in 30 seconds you die I think that might be right I've forgotten now <laughs> so it's an automatic loss it's not like in Street yes. Fighter where well, whoever's the, got the least the virus health. gets to you after 30 seconds maybe it's quite clever in that sense I think it may be the virus gets to you oh Rob's throwing a cat amongst the pigeons. Um, I can't remember if you do, but that's ringing a bell, actually. Yeah, that's, oh, that's another ho- original that aspect of the game, exactly. Rob. Exactly. Whereas, <laughs> yeah. you, can't just, you can't just see out the timer. Mm. If that's the case, then you can't just see out no, the timer. Can't. Like in Street Fighter 2, you can just bounce around. and not Yeah, be yeah, yeah. Right? There you go. So, Ooh. it's that's, better than Street Fighter in that sense. It's better than Street Fighter in that sense. Well, you have to bear in mind, it also moves at about half the speed of Street Fighter. And it's very difficult to beat in Street Fighter. That's generous. Yeah. Well, I was being generous. And um, it's very difficult to beat someone in... Well, it's, not, it's pretty difficult to beat someone in street, uh, on Street Fighter in 30 seconds. Not very, but 
fairly if yeah. they're a decent opponent. All right, then. Yeah. So, say if you were Sean, <laughs> and you're like going back, you were going we'll time machine to 1993. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How would you guys make this game better? Now, without swearing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, a couple of things. All robots should be available to all players. So not, not that silly cyborg versus someone else. It should be everyone's available to fight well, each into, other. In two-player. Yeah. In two-player kind of understand. Even in one-player. I it, know, but they've sto- the, spent all that time writing... Someone oh. has spent all that time writing that plot. And yeah. if you can pick any character but does it from really the start, then plot? it doesn't... In a beat-em-up? Well, that's, a, a, that's a different question, isn't it? <laughs> wasn't <laughs> it like a no- was this one of those games where there's actually a novelization kind of thing attached no, to it? Really? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, the amount of marketing and... It's, it's the kind of thing that inspires great writing. <laughs> yeah. Was, wasn't there also a novelization of Zool? Or have I just made that two, up? Two. 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 What were they? Again, cool Zool. Cool and, and, uh, I, oh, I can't remember Zool the and the gang. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zool on the hill. Space ants. <laughs> All right. Anyway. But yeah, so valid. Right. right. So Look. the two-player mode should, yeah, choose the robots. Right? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Um but Look, you'd, like, like I said earlier, you'd just be slapping each other around the <laughs> middle of the screen. And I, if I remember playing the game, it was hard to put off the special moves. Um, yes. I'll just make it a bit more... Look, making a beat-em-up on the Amiga was not easy. And it's kind of going for a little point here, but at the time... You had one button. You had one button. Mm. Street Fighter 2 was good on the Amiga, but it's much better on the consoles. I think yeah. we agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Body Blows came out. I quite like Body Blows, but it's... It still restricted by the one button. Still thing. restricted. And... There wasn't many good beat em ups on the Amiga, and it was, it was the only. And there pla- wasn't. And platform. Handful. There was a there, handful. Those of the two Amiga. genres, for me, is where Amiga sort of fell down a little yep. bit. Apart from that, I think they beat the consoles in most other genres. Uh, mm. Maybe, give or take, give or take a few sports and driving games, maybe. Mm. Maybe. But when it comes, it comes to strategy, and it comes mm. to like shooting games and stuff like this that. This is another argument about, for another day, I think. Really like consoles put, versus the Amiga. You put the Amiga side scrolling shoot em up games ahead of like. <laughs> R-Type and like Did you say shoot them up? R-type, Did you say shoot them up? R-Type was on the Amiga actually Thunderful Sport R-Type was on the Amiga in There's, general, way, there's so many good shoot marks on the Mega Drive Alive, Silkworm There were some good games Swiv Yeah Swiv wasn't on like the 16 bit wasn't it that yeah. was, uh, I yeah. feel like we're going off on a Look, all right. But, but we're, my point but is Future yeah, podcast Apart from future like podcast. Past- but apart from platformers, beat em ups, sports games, apart, driving yeah, games. Apart from that, Rob. No, apart from that. They're bullying me, Dylan. They're <laughs> oh. bullying me. You started it. We started it. We're going to have an Amiga Love podcast, mate. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll <laughs> get them. We'll, we'll, be away we'll, we'll get them, pesky kids. That's why I order. Pretty sure the snares are better RPGs, too. All right, but. fine. Point and click. The stop. Amiga was better stop. point and Stop. Talking about Rise of the Robots. No, stop talking about Rise of the Robots. No, stop. Right. Well, can we stop talking about <laughs> Rise of the Robots? No. no, you and I oh, still have to share it. our opinions on how it's been a yeah, better game. Adrian won't let right, us. He's so trying to start a war. Adrian's friend should one. Let's go around the table. Rob, how would you make it better? Okay, number one, I would make it so it was possible to jump over the other player. <laughs> yes, this is, a, <laughs> this is a key point of Rise of the Robots. Mm. You can't actually, as the cyborg, vault over any of the other robots. <laughs> Which means, you know, but... If you're fighting a guy in the street, are you going to be able to jump <laughs> over his head? I'm not a robot. No, but are you, you know, if you're a well, cyborg. Yeah, because I get the advantage. You'd be like, what the hell is that guy doing? Um, in street, Element of surprise. If we're playing Streets of Rage 2 or Street Fighter, I can jump over their head and I'm technically a guy in the street. So, yes. Okay. All right, then. Fair enough. Anyway, um, like that would be... So, you want to jump over their heads. All right. Fair enough. That, like, that would make that's it an better. unreasonable point <laughs> in a fighting game. Okay. Um, that would be number one. Number two... I've got rid of the rendered graphics because I don't think the Amiga was kind of good good enough. To, we as we've kind of gone over, 
already. Um, Ooh, how do you think those robots would have actually looked in like 16-bit pixelated Well, there is graphic. a Mega Drive and Snare. They are Mega Drive yeah, and Snare's versions. There and are. And what I mean is like that, that yeah. kind of style, I don't think really worked for the game that much. I mean... Those versions look really good for the 16-bit, though. I mean, come on. They really I, look better than something like, say, Killer Instinct or Super Street Fighter 2 or Mortal Kombat 3. I don't think they do. I don't think like you look no, at the back, detail in the backgrounds or the detail in the characters oh, right, so or the animation. I don't think anything about them looks better than the other games around at that time. Okay, so Rob would scale back the graphics. Okay. And, yeah, and I'd use the extra memory to give each kind of character more moves, make the actual action more fluid, make it a little bit faster and give each robot a different personality. Okay, so literally everything yeah. about the game. You're going to breathe personality well, into the robots. There is okay. a lot of bland interest, isn't there? Yeah. Interesting. Well, okay. I was going to say some similar to Rob, but just simply spend more time. They should have spent more time on the gameplay and less time on making it look pretty. Yeah, which is easy to say. I know. And but also, I think yeah, there was what twenty-one conversions. We said twenty-one conversions. It was originally going to be a PC game, wasn't it? Mm. That was going to be. A and I, I don't know. It, it PC probably gamers was. love pretty things. True. We and do. We're probably all guilty of it in the mid nineties, though. Yeah, because mm. I'm sure well, I saw that, screenshots. Yeah. I was probably slightly different to Rob. I probably saw screenshots and thought, "Ooh, that yeah. I know good. I did. I can, yeah. I can vouch for it." A lot of the things actually that we've mentioned were corrected. I say that in <laughs> um, speech marks um, in Rise of the Robots Two. Hey. So in Rise of the Robots Two, you can jump over each other in two-player modes. You can both choose a robot. Mm-hmm. One of you doesn't have to be the cyborg. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I didn't like about the first one, I know, shock horror, I didn't like something about the first one, um, was that it was just one static backdrop. So you'd go to mm. the edges of the screen, it wouldn't scroll with oh, you. Yes. Whereas because Rise 2 was on the PlayStation, the Saturn, it could handle the rendering, it could handle... Which is what you mentioned, stages. the backgrounds as well. They're, again, in the first game, quite boring, aren't they? And they don't... Oh, look, I'm in a factory. I'm still inside a factory. I'm still inside a factory. You say that, but... It's a video game, though. Do I want it to be accurate? Corrected in Rise 2, though. They go outside of the uh, factory. Okay, there you go. You know what? You say that, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm outside the factory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that when I was reading about the game this morning, it mentioned that they actually had an interior decorator as part, like, to kind of design the backgrounds. <laughs> or, like, an interior oh, right. designer or something like that. Okay. So, like, like, it was actually got a specialist in to design all the backgrounds for the game. I don't know how much that actually got into the oh. game. But I think they look quite pretty, but, yeah, there's only so much you can do with a factory and robots. Now, I don't know, person... I, I don't think robots should have personality. I think robots by their, you know... But there are so it, many robots there, with these, personality. These are worker robots. No, Dylan worker said there robots. was only seven in the world. There's only it, seven in the world. We didn't world talk about now. Robbie the Robot. We didn't talk about the robot from Lost in Space. We didn't talk about Marvin the Paranoid Android from Hitchhiker's Guide to seven. the Galaxy. If I we was Sean, I would maybe have just gone with like bloodthirsty robots, which is probably what he's gone for. Hal from uh, 2001 robot. has a personality. Or would you yeah. actually make a game with all the seven robots with all the personalities of a fighting game? Would, you, would that be your... How you can I improve don't it? Know. Inspector Gadget as a personality? Seven. There's only seven, Rob. Only only seven. Yeah. <laughs> you've, you've, no, I'll, I'll just scratch half of those off. Anyway. <laughs> so, so I have, and I've neglected to say that all of the Transformers are robots with personalities. Yes. And the GoBots. And there's more than seven. GoBots. There's more the go-bots. Than, and the no, GoBots. The GoBots are minus points because they take away personality. Well, that's Dare probably you. fair. That's probably fair. In my world, there's robots don't have personalities. Okay. I do love Bumblebee, though. I'll give you that. There anyway, you go, see? So, so, but I think... God was the coolest. One thing that Rise 2 proves is that all of those things don't necessarily make a good game still. Because oh, that's, no. that's true. That was still panned. 
Oh, so, no. So Rise 2, Rise of the Robots, not great for the mid-90s. But... Ooh, Rise 3. You know, thing, things that you can take <laughs> That's from wishful that. thinking. <laughs> I, I really love the oppressive atmosphere of Rise of the Robots. I don't know if you guys got it. I don't know if you guys even played it enough no like, i probably didn't play going it enough through the intros and when you're like obviously going through the factory and it's really like it's nasty okay <laughs> you know and i say nasty in a nasty. funny accident yeah it's nasty <laughs> you know the I, I thought a lot of those robots were pretty scary oh uh, as, as a 12 year old i can only really picture yeah, monkey, in my mind the yeah the kind one. of gorilla yeah the blue and yellow the military droid yeah. yeah military droid. have you not got the names of the robots that though? was scary oh sorry oh, sorry adrian <laughs> i don't know um i think one was called like a grabber and a yeah, a grabber. lift i think one of them one was, one was lifter <laughs> yeah one of them was a lifter um, <laughs> lifter the forklift <laughs> but, but, but yeah all they do is jump and kick but anyway but yeah so you got the military sorry. droid you got the sentry droid which is the one before the supervisor the red guy Oh, oh yeah, oh, yes. guy. Yeah, a little bit like a ninja, didn't they? Yeah, so those, those they're, were they quite scary robots. I'm just trying to remember now because it's been ages since I played it. Were there quite unpleasant animations when you lost of like the other robots oh, yes, destroying the cyborgs? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was pretty nasty. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and but then I like stuff like that. You know, flip it when you smash them up. Mm. You like one of them is like you boot sent the sentry off the top of the top of the building. Yeah, oh, yeah. Poor, so you know, sentry doesn't oh, help it. He's just got a virus. Really. Oh, poor sentry. I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of like if when we talk about these kinds of games in this context, important to kind of remember that this was kind of the second wave of head-to-head beat-em-ups. Like the first yeah, one yeah. obviously being Street Fighter 2 kicks that off. Then you have a lot of games, mostly from SNK, mm. kind of rip off yeah. that style and that kind of fluidity. Then Mortal Kombat comes out. And then you have, yeah. then you have like this wave of darker FMV, like darker, like yeah, kind of Killer Instinct. scope What's the name for that? Is it well, rotoscoping? Digi- mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah and the digitized of, yeah stuff like Killer Instinct, Primal, Primal Rage. Rage, yeah, yeah, and like this is kind of one of those games, and I don't yeah. think it's I think it's arguably the weakest out of all of those. Okay, well, arguably, you know, that's cool though. I like that you got that out of it. I never played it enough back then, yeah. so I've come to it later and just oh, this is rubbish. I think it but needs to be. I checked can always out. appreciate a good atmosphere, yeah. so I, I like that. I think yeah. anyone who loves retro gaming like us, anyone who's listened to the podcast up until this point, mm. you know, come on. I uh, think if I've not sold you on at least trying it on. It's one of those games somewhere. you should try anyway because it is yeah. so notorious. I think yeah. if you've never played it, yeah. you should at least check it out for yourself. Don't try it what, on an Amiga emulator. Yeah, I was going to say, what version games. would you recommend someone? who's curious right. about it now if you're rise <laughs> curious rise what curious. <laughs> well the issue with amiga emulators is the good ones will ask you to swap the image files oh no uh, so oh, you God. have to swap them like you would swap floppy disks is it bring up memories dylan yeah it's quite authentic so though, no? don't don't worry <laughs> J- just take it from me as a given that the a1200 version was amazing um Check out the Game Gear. It's the Game Gear version. <laughs> check. I mean, the easiest ones to get hold of are the SNES Mega, um, yeah. SNES Mega Drive yeah. ones. They look pretty for the 16-bit. They have the same <laughs> gameplay pretty much as mm. the Amiga versions. So yeah, check it out. And you know, it is something that, that that needs to be checked out by retro gamers. Go on, you have to do it. Um, but before we obviously close the podcast, mm-hmm. um, given current gen capabilities, Ooh. is there any scope to bring back? Ooh. This intellectual property. So let's start. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mix it up. Adrian. Ooh. So a real rise from the grave. Yeah. Rise yeah. from the crave. I think you mean. Yeah. Rise from the. Yeah, go on. Rise from. Yeah. You, well, you the, the Master System version had a typo in it, but you go. Did on. It? Yeah. There you go. Then. <laughs> so no, it, no typos in Rise 3. Mm. Um, <laughs> do you know what? Maybe. Um, call me crazy, but. You're crazy. You can call me crazy if you want, but there's no. The, the beat em ups right now get a bit stale, aren't they? Yeah, How bad same. is Injustice? <laughs> By bringing back one of the stalest. <laughs> <that it would be laughs> yeah, 
Keep that, me out, Keith. Keep that, me out. That was exactly the same reasoning you heard when they were hyping the game up. Oh, Street Fighter's stale. <laughs> yeah. We're going to bring in a new game. <laughs> Do you, have you guys played Injustice? Injustice 2? No. Uh, yeah, I've had. I think I they have, are super dull. <laughs> but they look really gorgeous. They look, yeah, they look and incredible. And impressive. Yeah. Much like... The atmosphere in those games is so, really good. It sounds good. like you're adding yeah. insult to injury. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Ooh. No, look. Insult to injury. Do you know what? It's cool. Again, if, if a cool developer took this, ripped up the rule book, I do actually think there could be a place for a new robot beat em up. It has to be done right. It has to be taken care of. And I think actually, I, I would I'd actually give it a whirl because... Yeah, me too. Ima- imagine up-to-date graphics mm. with... with, with, with uh, New robots characters. with lots of moves lots Ro- of special moves you've got lots mm. of buttons now you've got more buttons ah, than I can so even count so more than one button yeah there's more, more than, than one, one. <laughs> um, do you know what yeah actually I'd, if it was handled carefully you can jump over each other <laughs> and maybe they'd uh, have like weapons and stuff we, we, yeah uh, no yeah. yes or maybe but maybe you can like rip up rip up bits of the scenery maybe that that's okay but <laughs> Brian May has to be in it that's Brian May has to, be, has to in be in it, it. <laughs> <laughs> Brian May bot Brian Maybot. Maybot. Yeah, Maybot has to be on it. Yeah, Brian Maybot, isn't it? Brian Maybot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not that, yeah, not that one. It's not the other Maybot. And actually, maybe they could get the IPs from other robots in famous films and stuff and bring those in. Rocky IV robot. Rocky IV robot, yeah. Happy uh, birthday, Polly. No. <laughs> to answer your question, no, no, thousand times no. Well, like, not even with current gen mm. capabilities. Not, no, not even on PS4. No, I'll tell you why. They can make a robot beat em up, but why would you want to do it with an IP that's synonymous with failure and terrible gaming? Like, why couldn't you just build, make but your own robot? it's not completely robot? synonymous with that. Not, not, not in my mm. mind. Well, <laughs> you, I don't think you I would buy it. I don't I'd think, buy that for a dollar. Well, for a dollar, exactly. <laughs> Dylan, like, Dylan would buy it. And, uh, okay, so you it's know, a no I, from Rob. I mean, no, we've, but we've already kind of talked about, like, we've already mentioned an IP that would work much better with this, and it is Transformers. Like, mm. have, like, as a kind of Marvel, Cap- beat up. Yeah, Marvel Capcom type game where they can change into, like, the vehicles and shoot stuff at each other. And also, like, you know, Macross, Macross style, like, kind of go between robot and vehicle. Well, and just- there, a couple of years ago, there was a Transformers game called Transformers Devastation, which is really good. But it was uh, more like a Bayonetta-style 3D. It, so it was a beat-em-up, but mm. not a one-on-one fighter. Yeah. I would quite like to see a one-on-one fighting game with the Transformers, with the different abilities and transformations and stuff. Yeah, I'm, I mean, like, the robot... There's a lot of scope to do a good robot kind of beat-em-up game, but it's why have why anchor it to Rise of the Robots? Well, it's interesting that we're all sitting here, and a few weeks ago, when we did our last podcast recording, we yeah. spoke about virtual on. Virtual on. <laughs> we did. Which is way better than Rise of the Robots. And all that, so all they need to do is localize a certain magic virtual on. Done. Uh, don't need to, don't need to worry about Rise of the Robots. Uh, cyborg. That's funny how you say virtual on because one of the other ideas I kind of had for Rise of the Robots was like a VR thing. Ooh. So you're cyborg, you're the VR. You know, cause arms is, was really popular on the Switch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you could have like a Rise of the Robots version, VR, where you're literally Cyborg. Just, no one else, these, just Cyborg. Smash up. Yeah, you can only be Cyborg. You can't jump over the other guy. And you literally <laughs> just go around smashing robots. That would be pretty cool, right? You'd have that kind of oppressive, you could be actually be in that factory. No? Still not feeling uh, it? Would this only maybe. be like six enemies? I like enemies. the VR aspect of VR that. Aspect? Uh, yeah, I, I can see that maybe. Plus, and also, wouldn't um, you wouldn't have to make things look that realistic. A lot of VR stuff is, it's still not quite no. realism, like photorealism. 
like photorealistic. I'll tell you, would be much better a VR version of Cyborg Justice. We're not only could you, Cyborg. Ju- I thought you, could you like to Cyborg Justice, but like the idea is like the ideas of it, where you can <clears throat> rip off your enemy's yeah, weapons. like that'd yeah. be much better. You're finding thing things you can literally rip off their guns yeah. and attach them to your arm and start shooting other robots with it. That would be something I'd play in VR 3D. Let's do Rise of the Robots versus Cyborg Justice in VR. We've done featuring Brian May. Featuring Brian May. So, yeah, I think, you know, in conclusion, I don't, still don't think I've uh, convinced Rob and Keith to play Rise of the Robots. That was, that was some task, though. But hopefully I've convinced you at home. Um, so, yeah, Dylan from Arcade Attack, signing out. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else, you can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK, at Keith Barlow 82 and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash arcadeattackuk. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top 10, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes, where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, Take care and we'll speak to you soon.